0: So, welcome to the No Shame Podcast. Um, finishing Yan Ireland. So, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've kind of put like a little package together. So, um, when Jan Ireland came up, he said that that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to be able to interview some fighters that were coming up um, on the show. Um, and we had Mark Goddard on last week as well to be able to break down some of the stuff. So, it looks like it was a massive success out there in Jan Ireland. <laughs> but I have to say, I don't know about um, everybody, but I haven't stood up for the UFC in a long time. So, hey, I stand up for the, the the till fight the other night, and I have to say, um, I have to say, I was not uh, disappointed with the card, but listen, is it just harder when you get older or something like that? Because the next day, my eyes felt like, you know, like when you put a skip on your tongue and your eyes just sizzle, or the, the skips just sizzle, um, I'm going to talk about skips, I mean um, crisps, like, not uh, skips as in movie scripts skips. But that's how I felt the next day. My eyes were in bits. But listen, as I said, it was worth it because um hats off again to the UFC. What a what a what a mission to take on. As a pandemic is coming in and um, the UFC is uh, uh no, no, but no, this is no, it's not the way it works. <laughs> and they just will not back down, dug their heels in and got it done. You have to say, hats off to them. Um I think the last little while I think everybody agree with me. Uh social media is is a, is a bit of a, a bit of a I won't say I won't say dangerous, but a bit of a, a bit of a sad place at the moment. Um, I see a lot of people, a lot of people are hoarding through this uh, pandemic, and if I know, I'm starting to see the side now. I'm seeing people that they put a lot of their hort out there, um, a lot of really personal information, and they're putting really stuff up on social media. And I see a lot of the 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 supports that help mental health and all of these things are. are are not getting the support, and not their supports are not getting the supports that's that's needed. And there's there's a man out there, um, Mark Ward, who always is pushing for more mental health, more um sensible situations uh, regarding tackling mental health. Um, and I think now that they needed more than ever. But my hat always goes off to Mark Ward as well, and um, because he puts he puts that work in, and it's it's somebody that understands what um what what people are going through. This week. Five people died in, in the homeless uh, homeless sector. We, I don't know, it just, it upsets me. It upsets me that, that you know, we have gone through a lot over the last little while, but we are in a situation now where we're going to start seeing the byproduct of a lot of the decisions that were made over this. Um, so we are in a situation now where mental health is going to rise, suicide is going to rise. Um, and to be honest, I think we've only seen the, we're only the scratching the surface now on it. Um, before I go into that even more, um uh, our condolences to the the people that, that died this week because people are lost out there. People are really lost and a lot of this a lot of the even the stuff I would deal with is, is situations that um they they shouldn't occur. They, they they shouldn't be ending up in the situation that they are now and so problems are occurring in my opinion of some things that are just negligence and um the bubble's only gonna grow. So Hopefully, hopefully that people can get the help that they need, and um, we, we hear stories of of people going to the children going to the psychiatric units and, and sharing with, with adults and um, care the adults are, 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 are care units that adults are, um, are using as well. So, um, I think CAMS is we we done a podcast way back on, on on this as well, and um the idea of of, of, of accessing um, mental health um for the youth because. It is, it's a big problem in everyone. It's there's uh, the, the thing about mental health is it's, it's I think even the and depression when we say mental health there's, there's so many aspects of it. But I'm talking about the, the depression part of it, the the the, the, the 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 parts that kick in like like paranoia, and suicidal, and all of these other things that kick in. I just I just don't feel like these parts are, are being being listened to or like being given the, the the support that they need. Um, them things that I talked about there. Uh, and not a, a contagious disease in a way. Um, say in a way because if you are surrounded by lots of people that are negative, then it, then it can't be that contagious in that way. But I need mean contagious as in, like a, in a virus or some sort of disease that gets passed on and, and then and then gets passed on again and again and again. Um, I think we need to really, really start making sure that it, it, it focuses towards uh, solving the homelessness and solving some of the problems that are, are creating these problems. So, um, these these mental health aspects and, and not all of them but some of them are, are 100% coming from the situations that are in our country at the moment. Um, it saddens me. Um, I, I heard a great video. I, I'm going to go get stuck into the Ireland after this but I just wanted to make sure they shared this before we um, started the podcast. I heard a great video this morning. Um, uh, a rough sleeper, so say a homeless guy, um, gets asked what his alternative system to capitalism we're gonna play this into the here, but it's forty-six seconds. In forty-six seconds, if somebody asked me to to, to explain this, um, as sharply as uh, eloquently as this guy, I would not be able to. Sort of alternative uh, society and culture. Well, would you, would one, you that, imagine? one that doesn't make guns and bombs, one that's not at war with itself constantly, one that doesn't poison the air, doesn't poison the land, doesn't poison the sea, one that has enough respect for each other and the planet we live on and all the other life forms that share this planet that we live on, one that has enough respect for all of that to live in a way that's completely sustainable, that is beneficial, to all of life so that mankind becomes a a symbiotic life form that's supporting the life of its host planet instead of being a parasitic life form that's devoiding its host planet of its ability to support life. I don't know a lot about jewels, but <laughs> in 46 seconds that was an incredible way to be able to describe what's actually going on. Um, he says at the end there uh, uh, like a parasite as in humans being the, the the actual infection of the earth. And um if you do look at back in times and you look back to um, over the last, say, even 200 to 300 years, uh, the damage that humans have done to the planet and even the idea of trying to get people to to rewind that damage now. And um, so I know a massive topic at the at the moment is um, is masks and gloves and, and, and all of this sort of stuff. Um, what I have seen as well as a massive increase is is, is masks and gloves and, and rubbers and plastics and all this sort of stuff being dumped in places, especially like parks and um, parks. People are not thinking in that way, but like when ducks and stuff like that get wrapped up or, or eat these things um, and boards, all sorts of um, um, biodiversity, it it damages the place, you know. So the the decisions that we are making to to protect each other and protect ourselves as well are going to have consequences. So the podcast here for me is 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 concerns that I have and. Um, and the last day while I've been trying to keep them as positive as possible because I do understand there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that that hold on to it. And I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to call it like a lawyer off, but we get a lot of messages of people that say, do you know what, the way you said that this week really, really resonated with me. And I don't know whether people see that um, because of me, because they expect me to be this this strong person all the time that knows what's to go on. Or maybe they don't. <laughs> maybe I'm the one. Maybe I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting that wrong, but... um from some of the messages that I get, that is how we kind of sometimes portray it. But, um, I think it's important to know that we all have that ability to to, 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 to get broken that little bit, you know, um, but it's important to recognise this. Before I, I finish off on on, on on that, I want to go I want to go into the Yan Islands this week, right, because um, I don't want to go negative as I was just about to say. As I said there, I don't want to go and uh, be a hypocrite and then say, oh, listen, and then bring us down a negative path. But, um, to me, Jan Island was a massive success. Um, as I said, staying up to UNI literally broke my soul. <laughs> I probably took a year or two off my life. So where do I start? Um I think we start with the Ronald was it Ronaldo and yeah, Jay Herbert. Um, so Jay, uh, Joy, sorry, Herbert. Um, I'm the worst at that because I've actually I've actually uh, called some of his fights um I think it was Obama, Cage Warriors, maybe Maybe Bama, I think it might have been, and um, I've got that wrong as well, so my apologies, but what a scrap. So to come in there on your debut, um, Herbert, put it on. A 41-year-old, you can see, that's made of literally steel and experience. Um, fascinating fight. It, it kind of, it, it, it spores you on so much, doesn't it? Because I'm 32 years age, and sometimes getting out of bed doesn't be a hard thing. Um, I got a little infection in my finger. It's all, it, it it's my middle finger. I don't know. See, can you get this? Yeah, I know he was contemplating not getting out of bed because of that. <laughs> but Ronaldo, please, write a book. Let's let let us share some of that experience that you have because what, what a fight. And to be able to stay in there. So he took a lot of shots. He took some serious shots. But I think the ability to be able to get hit and let that motivate you and keep coming forward he had a bags full that day. Um unfortunately it was kind of overshadowed a little bit by by, by the ref decision, but um I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend the decision, I'm not gonna go against it, I'm not gonna bash on somebody for it as well because I can imagine the situation that um referees as I said, we had a referee on last week and we were only talking about the emotional state that they have to be in, the situation that they're going through as well when they're making these calls, cause um but we had somebody there, uh, Dan Hardy, that was was ready to jump for 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 fighter safety and jump for the uh, like nearly like a, a union man if you must <laughs> to jump out and fight for the um, the the right of fighters because it's a heated situation. There's two people fighting and there's one person refereeing. It. Um, I think as Dan said as well, a lot of the responsibility falls on that because fighters will always fight. Fighters will fight back, but I think that situation um. When, when Herbert got dropped, he wasn't like, out cold. He wasn't, you know, like flat on the ground like you would see some things. I think he got hit, but he just knew, he, he probably expected, I think, the ref to jump in at that time as well. And, and it, I don't know, it created a little situation where um it, it just, it wasn't as clear-cut as I thought, you know. Now maybe um it, he, he should have jumped in and stopped it. Herb should have jumped in and stopped it uh, at that moment, but I think even that, turned um, Herb Dean off that little bit because he wasn't flat out. He was actually on the ground, but he, was, he wasn't he was ready to fight back. So uh, that energy was definitely there. But um, how proud would you have to be at forty-one years of age to be raising your country's flag and, and going out there and doing that to, um, I won't say a young girl, but like, Joy is, a, joy is, a, is, a, is an animal. <laughs> Let's be straight, he's an animal. Like, if you look at some of his other fights and stuff like that, uh, the, the, that youth that's coming in, that injection is like, is a powerful kind of force to be reckoned with, you know, because the older guys coming in um, have the experience, have that, but then you have these, this the, the new development of technique and and the way YouTube is able to um, pass around these techniques so fast as well. So um, the the generation is changing, which is good as well because the the, the next generation should be be better coming through. Um, a fight I think that we were all glued to our seats for and and, and all backing as well. Um. It's great to see everybody on the island getting behind, uh, getting behind a person. I I love this, you know, and 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 no one deserves it more than Reese McKee, that ch- uh, that 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 chance out there and Rodney Moore as coach, absolutely deserves it as well. Uh, gentleman Rodney Moore is and and, and so is Reese as well. So to be able to see somebody that young getting the opportunity out there, um, that alone, Reese, hold your head high mate because uh, it's not easy to make them decisions and, and, and just run with it. It has been great to see online the last little while, the amount of support you've been getting and the amount of kind of love that you've been getting from people like people I've seen around you for a long for a long time. People like Dec Larkin and, and um to me it's just it's amazing because to to, to see the fruitation of uh, work pay off, that's more than anything I think. Now, obviously when it comes to the results and it comes to the, the, the legacy and the and the money part <laughs> that matters to the fighter more than anything else. But um Sometimes it can be a little bit skewed where you think everyone thinks like you and, and you're the fighter and, and they think like that as well. But um, let's 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 give a round of applause to the Chechi and Viking as well because like and, and a round of applause to Reese for going in and taking that fight. That has to be the hardest fight anybody has ever got as a debut. Like I I, I cannot think of another one that has been as hard as that because, um, and if you do, put it in the comment section because <laughs> we like to be wrong as well, but. I don't think so. I think that uh, that Chechi and Viking lad is now um is now a force to be reckoned with in the <laughs> the way he talks as well. He has the he has the, the 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 charisma if you must to carry him all the way to the top because um let's let's be straight. If you have charisma and you have the skills, you're what people are looking for. So um he, <laughs> he was asked when when are you ready to fight again? Give me an hour and I'll be good, you know. Like, and I you know Dana White and um, and the other guys on that side are probably saying, "Holy cow, look at this guy!" Um, because it's like he has not figured out, you know. And I, I, I say it to guys when I'm when I'm when I'm, uh, when I'm coaching myself. When he be saying that, I'm like, "This is where you prep, you know. You, um, it's it's. I think the day has gone where you go to the UFC and then, and you learn your trade as you're going as well, you know. So um, I think you are up, ready, ready to go that first one is a statement, eh, maybe you just got lucky there, is what they're thinking on that side, and then your second one, you come out and it's, wow, you know, and that's it, then you have that inkling, that, that stardust, that turns into an absolute superstar, so, I think that, um, unfortunately, Reese got, uh, a million and one guy, that, that that comes through the sport, for his debut, um, but he stepped up, and um, and fair play to you, hold your head high mate, because, uh I hope the UFC give you another shot, and they see what you're made of, because um, I know what you're made of, and I think the 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 whole country, the whole island knows what you're made of, and it's it would be a pleasure to see you getting your hand raised um, after you stood up and, and and took the shot, and I'm pretty sure you'll be the UFC see that too. They're not they're not foolish guys, you know. They they see what happens. Um, what was my next for you on the board? So I, I and not disrespectfully, I didn't pick a all of the fights because we'd be here all the time, but it's like and If you're sitting talking with your mates, I you think uh, we are mates now, yeah. Right? are <laughs> I'm sitting talking with my mates. So we're well, in that situation we were kind of like, right, hold on. Uh what what fights can we pick? Um some people sometimes why didn't you cover this fight? Because we just I just pick whatever fight sometimes uh i would say, say tickle my fancy. To be honest, I was I was a little bit teleported back into time watching that fight because um, I'll tell a story now in a second that involves a uh, Shogun Rua or uh, who is it who what um, hold, don't give me names of the worst ever um another to me I won't say a sensational fight but a fight that like you've got two guys in there that like just just deserve the respect of the oils on and they've been through so much but not only that they've they've the situations in their career where other people would have been like right, that's it I'm at the end now you know and um they chase it whatever I say it over and over on this podcast. Whatever gets you there as a fighter, we'll keep you there as a fighter. That's when you need the smart people to be able to come in and whoop, and pull you out of there. So um, I think, I don't know whether our boat guys are done now. Um, uh, Shogun Ruin didn't uh, didn't sound like it, but um, like No did. But well, what well, another piece of concrete? Like you, <laughs> do you just stay in, the, in 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 the game that long that you turn into an actual statue instead of someone uh, putting a statue up of you? But uh, that was a really another another fight that I was, I was spurred on, boy because you see somebody with um with with the with the experience uh, and the mileage of someone like Logera um like you can never tell the bottom apart either but um I that great fight and uh, this it's a story about Shogun so um I lived I lived in Vancouver for a little while which was probably one of the best experiences of my life um I went out there with, with a group so i was saying um, called Springboard so cross cross borders communication so it's where you have um. Eight people from um the national uh, um community, eight uh, people from the the unionist community or the the the, the Protestant or the Catholic community, whatever which you want to look at it, and eight people from the south of uh, Ireland, so um the Republic if you must. So they put them all together and they they try together. So they teach, they they learn. Um, they, they it's these programs that are trying to make sure that I'm not not make sure, but they, they, they show people that. We are all together. We are all the same. We are, we are we are islanders, if you must, you know. So we are out here in the Atlantic, and I think if if your 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 situation regarding classes and stuff like that, you have more in common with people than you actually think. Um, and that course definitely opened the eyes for that. What an amazing experience! And um, but the, the the shogun situation, me and me made Philly Ronan, right. Philly Ronan, uh a Bali one of the one of the the, the, the like. The most salt of the earth, lads, that you will ever get. Um, we, we, um I, I won't tell the story, but uh, uh, Philly told me a story. Um, when I first met him, we were on a train going up, and he told me a story about how he had an accident when he was a kid. Um, Somebody was throwing something or something like that, and uh, Philly jumped in the way. All right? And whatever which way, Philly got damaged from, from us uh, from jumping in the way and getting get in the way. And I said to him, "That like, was incredibly brave, and he said, Ah, well, you know yourself, like, I oh, was a little bit older, and the other person was a little bit younger, so uh, if they hadn't got a bang of it, um, they, they would have suffered more, if you must. That's the, instead of me kind of leaking out the story, but it's not a, it's just not my story to tell, do you get what I mean? So, when well, I first met Philly, I remember being like, you, my friend, are, 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 um, are my kind of guy, you know? i just make sure this. this. Really, really... Just making sure it was on still recording. When I first met him, I was like, Philly, you are my kind of guy. Um, he had that kindness in his heart. And anyway, the reason why I'm telling this is because me and Philly went to this at the same time. So Philly seen a post there. I think it was $20 or something to go see Shogo. There was probably only 19 no at this time. And um Canada was definitely an experience for opening my eyes to realise that a lot of UFC fights were just men, you know what I mean? Men and women and um, at that time it was uh, there was only the, the male divisions, um, but when I was looking in on it. So I remember uh, we, we we got on the SkyTrain and we got on this bus and we headed down to to go see Shogun Railway for a score. And we didn't even believe this was even happening. But <laughs> we 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 get to we jumps off the SkyTrain and who uh, knew Shogun Railway in in Canada was such a big draw because the queue was the length of about three or four blocks. It was, um, but we waited there. anyway. So me and Philly chilled out. It was a day off, and we ended up getting there. But I remember when I got to the top of the queue, when I was like. I'm giving $20 to meet him. And I know, I just, it's not my, my thing, do you get what I mean? That's why I'm, it's a little bit, it was a little bit weird for me because it's not my thing to, to pay money and go. See, I don't usually get that kind of like starstruck about people. Now, some people in history, if they, they were able to raise from their graves, I'd be absolutely speechless if we met them. Um, but, with Shogun, the biggest thing that got me when I walked into the room was how big he was. Just this massive man. Wide chest, wide shoulders. Um, I didn't know that he didn't uh, he, he he only spoke Portuguese, he didn't speak English me with me big Irish head. All oh, right, mate, what's the story with you? You know, and he's just like Oh yeah, no, like, what, do we, what do we do? Do we got we're in this awkward moment. Now Philly knew what to do. Philly, Bally not, I don't know, we must have had a bit of marble there. Switch on to me, but Philly knew what to do. Philly was in straight away. Right, photograph from this side, photograph from that side. But uh watching it the theater, I know you was just thinking How far they have come and how far we've all come, how far the the, the world has come since that little time. Like I remember that time in Canada I set up my Facebook page. So that's how long we're talking. Facebook I think was only kicking on. (laughs) But listen, if I knew now or I knew then, I wouldn't have set it up at all. (laughs) Which brings me on to my next bit in a minute. So the the last fight, the main event. What else about my cost it? We just coffee machines broke downstairs, so yeah, the boys have to get the get them get the money for a few days, but it's all good. Flat weight, all goofy. Um, the main event. So Till versus Robert Whittaker. An amazing fight. sweet. I we actually thought that Whittaker was bigger than uh, Darren Till, to be honest. But then when I seen the whale, I was like, oh, And we have to say fair play to Darren Till. Um, put, his, put his mind into this one. You could see that he was there. Um, he was there focused. His focus was in the in the, the octagon at time. Uh, when he walked from when he walked in uh, until the, the last round in my opinion. Um the reason why I say that is because sometimes I don't think that it, it, it can remain there. Maybe the crowd or something like that can plan I don't know what that feels like the, the crowd can pull you to a different direction or you get you you get involved with the atmosphere you know um I think that's suit with that Darren Till to be honest the, the idea of it's a scrap mate, you know? Turn up we have a scrap <laughs> I think I think that was the, that that's, that's that with Darren And um, Robert Whittaker handled it very well as well but what a fight. What a chess match! You can see it. It's like um, both of them, especially and the opposite stance as well, obviously makes that a little bit more complicated. But you can see the two of them—one's pulling in, one's pulling out—and you don't want to hear one. Every when every now and again someone gets caught with that shot. Um, at the start, when um, Darren Hill dropped Whitaker, I—I was, I was a little bit shocked, to be honest, because um, oh, sorry, shocked is a wrong word. Shocked is a wrong word. I was a little bit shocked that um, Whitaker kind of. Uh, Came back so well because I think even then Darren Taylor thought that hold on this might be easier than I thought. You can see when they hit the clinch that the body, um, the the strength you're feeling that strength, that 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 feel that's everything I find. And and you could even see I could see in, in Darren Taylor's kind of personality towards or his energy towards it. It's kind of oh I'm doing better than I thought here. You know what I mean? Uh, to stay on his feet, incredible uh, skills to stay on his feet as well, and then to get back to his feet and and keep the game plan where it was, um. So I have to say, um, do I think Robert Whittaker? I, I it doesn't to me it doesn't even matter who won that fight, you know. Um, I would like to see a runner back to be honest, but it doesn't really matter who even won that fight in my eyes because um both guys won because what an incredible way to to be able to build up a beef like that if you must. Um, and, and this lets me explain. Entire deal is good on social media, and. Um, You could try and stop uh, laughing at him, but uh, you won't, (laughs) because he's a funny guy, you know, he knows how to put some things in some ways that are just hilarious, have that dry kind of, um, like Darren Conroy, uh, or Conway, (laughs) it's Conway, yeah it is Conway, I had him on here as well, but Darren's um, kind of humour, it's uh, dry and funny, almost, but, so... Coming to the end of that that fight, I think in the last round you're coming in. And you have two-two on both sides, and um, I think both corners noticed that as well, which is another massive thing um, to have. You're going into a round, right? I got to take these five minutes, and um, I think we got really, really put it on um, in the last one, and maybe the takedowns secured it for them. But um, personally, I think Darren Till won the fight. But as I said, who who cares? I think uh, I think they got they got fifty Gs each as well, so. Um, that's always a bonus, always a little um, a pleaser when, when, you're, um, when you're going back to your locker room after being broke up a little bit, for sure. And the boys went there, let's be straight, they got hit with some serious shots. So, um, massive congratulations to the UFC for, for pulling you off. um. And I'd say there was definitely a few cigars smoked that night. So, brings me to where I am in the podcast now. So, the last little while what I've been doing is I've been thinking, I've been watching what's going on in the world, Um. Watching what's going on and it just it just seems like a lot of shouting at the moment to be honest. It seems like a lot of people shouting at each other. Um my mum was told to, to, to leave a shop today, um what, I'm 68, 69 years of age, and um, because she hadn't got a mask on. Um I'm not gonna get into it. Wear a mask on the mask. I would wear a mask if I have to. Um my mother has C O P D and 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 I know people are gonna be, Yeah, but she had letters and that's like some people are just not wearing it that way. Do you get what I mean? Some people are, are afraid, you know, and, and my own mother is, is one of them people. And my heart goes out, well, she came back from um, from the shop today, and, and she was she was born, she was crying, you know. Like I don't know, we you know, you put, what you're, what you're, what you're, I don't know if you see a mother cry, there's nothing that can that can kind of trigger you in that way, you know. Um as I said, I think people are scared. I don't think it's anybody's fault, um, and the information is 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 not coming across as, as, as well as we probably need it, you know, whether like it, you have someone screaming at somebody that they want it or you, you have to wear it. and then other people are like, but I can't because you're not listening to what I'm saying and, and there's no there's no room for that now. So there's no room for people who um who have COPD or or, or people that, that maybe have, I don't know, um other fears for, for, for things being over their face or covering them claustrophobic situations and stuff like that. As a coach for Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um I that that's a massive problem for people is people want to train, people want to do jiu-jitsu, but then all of a sudden, it's like, but I don't like the idea of like my, my face and head being covered. And, and I'm with you. I'm the same as well. Um, After about 15 years, I'm actually all right with it now. <laughs> I did see a meeting this morning. I think it was Chris Hoth that posted, it, and it said, um, BJJ, people have problems with wearing masks. mask. like, I can't breathe in this. But then you see the other picture, it's like a deep, deep rear naked choke, and, and the guy's like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but there's just a lot of shouting going on. I've made a little deal with myself, and I think that um a lot of the listeners um are saying you should do this because I'm not in the, in the business of telling people what to do, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take about two months away from social media. Um, I'm going to take about two months away from, from the podcast. I'm going to take a, t- a two months away from a lot of stuff. Um, I've been meaning to do this for a while. Um, me and Robin have have discussed this, but then when the Ann Oil came up, we wanted to cover that. I wanted to go through that because... Uh, it was exciting, let's face it, <laughs> and, and we wanted to see what it was like out there ourselves. And that's and that's the main essence of this podcast, the No Shame Podcast, is to be able to kind of open our minds and have that conversation about like um, the island, whether it whether it's a good idea, whether it's a bad idea, especially with everything going on. Because um, I think if we just open our phones all the time, we're going to find whatever we're looking for. We're going to find whatever side that we're on. And as I said, it just feels like a lot of people are screaming at each other. There's a few improvements that we wanted to make for the podcast, and um, I won't spoil any of them now. But um, I do know that there is people listen to this podcast every week, and, and they do use it for that that guiding light, you know. And I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of you let your light shine. You subconsciously give the permission for other people to let their shine too, and um, we do believe in that. And I know that a lot of uh, source of power people do get it from that, uh, from the podcast. As I said, and these are these are useful the messages, and, and the same people that we would interact with and stuff like that. But um, Over the next day what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to, as well with the improvements to the podcast, we need about two months to kind of probably put them in, probably a little bit more. Now we might do a pop-up win in between, who knows, but um, we just thought it'd be fair to to, to say it to the listeners and say it to people that do have listened to this, um, there's some fans that have been here from the start, I think we're up into like 120 odd episodes now, but... um, I'm gonna try and swim in the sea three times a week. I'm gonna try and work out three times a week. I'm gonna eat a little bit better. Um, I'm gonna try and stop the negativity coming into my head because sometimes I find myself just just lost in thinking, and lost in thinking of stuff that I can't control. Um, I think controlling the stuff that you can't control is a massive, massive thing in life, you know? Um, I wanna see if the old, <laughs> let me, the old world still there. Um, there's there's a little kid around my estate and he reminds me of me when I was a kid. Um the other day he cycled up the road and he had a bike, right? And I said to him, Nice bike, mate, and he's like, eh, it's not mine. I'm like, All right, and I I wondered why he said that and he's like, I did, did. look at the bike again. You can see that it was a made bike. When we were kids, we used to put that together. But he said, Oh no, my dad made it for me, like and I was just I just loved it. I love the idea that like I remember the days that we used to get bikes made for us. Um He's probably not known, but he probably won't hear this either. but he probably will. But there was a guy named Guy Ennis up my way, and he was the best at fixing bikes. He would put bikes together from any parts. He may get a race, or he may get an you wanted. But it just brought me back that little bit, and I'm just thinking, I do preach to the podcast, and to my sons, and to my, to my nieces, and nephews. And, and I do try and say, look, look after yourself. That's what we say on this podcast. Look after yourself. Because it's only when you look after yourself that you're going to be able to look after other people. I, I'm a firm believer in that, and but it is getting hard to look after yourself because there's a lot of screaming going on as we go back to it. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of madness in the world at the moment, and I don't mean I don't think it is. I don't think it's malice in that way. I think a lot of it is uh, is confusion and fear, and fear creates them reactions where we just we just snap and we go on it. You know, so um. For the next little while, I'm gonna, uh, as I said, we're gonna put the put the, the the podcast on the shelf for a little while. Um, I'm gonna be working on myself through this, so we're gonna be doing a lot of people need to message me um, or anything like that. I'm gonna try and maybe go, go on my social media once a week or something like that and, and handle the way I that because there is some people there that that do get onto us um a lot of the time and, and have made massive progress from some of the tips, some of the, the Wim Hof half tips, and some of the stuff that we've brought through the podcast. Um, I'm proud to say that um. We we have torn many, many offers away for the podcast regarding um financial gaining of it because um we wanted to keep it. It's not for profit. It's not for uh for for, you know, for gain if you must. Um, I feel that we, we, we me and Robin work uh work hard in our in our lives, so we don't really need a podcast to to, to, to gain from. So we've kept it authentic uh and, 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 and kind of untouched for for as long as we can, you know, and as long as we had, and I, I am proud of that. I really do think that we need more outlets to be able to 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 put across um, the the point of views that, that that people want to be able to have a conversation with without, without actually arguing with each other, you know, because because that's it. Because everyone's on the edge now, and as I said, should be nobody against anybody. That the void and conquer, or um, the situation where you you feel that you you have to be you have to kind of. I don't know, to, you have to go with the flow. You're not able to, 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 to question any situation. And I do understand that that can be an effect of people. Uh, that can affect people. Um, kind of takes away a little bit of what they, they feel they had control of. And as I said, you need to control the controllables. So I hope that this uh, look after yourself will ask you for a few months and that, that maybe you come on this journey with me. And then maybe in, in two months we can, we can come back and maybe have a look. It would be a hypocrite to sit here and tell you that I'm going to go and try to find myself a little bit and, and do some self-recovery um recovery in a the, in the way that I think that is, is only going to push us on. Because coming through what we've just came through, you might think of it, but in that moment, you're in that fight mode. You're in that I'm fighting. And then when that's over, you're, you're in like kind of that debrief mode. And I think that's where I need to be now and the idea of practicing a lot of the stuff that we preach around here, you know? and, and, and Checking out—is that old world still there? And uh, what I mean by that is, can you extract yourself from where we are now and and, and put it to the side? I've seen some people doing it the last little while, and to be honest, it's it's admirable because social media is extremely addictive. Um, the the arguments that go on on social media are, are addictive. They the comment sections are addictive, and that's just it. You just gotta know by like, looking at your phone, or you come out from a class, and the first thing you're thinking about is your phone. And um, here's one that really really got me and made me want to do You know what? I need a break from this and. And if we don't take a break from the podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be snuck back in. So it's one of them things. Um, you're in a park, or you're doing something really cool with your kids or, or, or your family, or um, and when you see it, your first instinct, your first thought is to videotape it or to, to take a picture of it. Your first thought is not to actually like enjoy it and absorb it and, and let it sink in. And that's what we used to do. Isn't that what we used to do? Like when your, your kid was going down with sliding and stuff like that, it was... It was a story that you told, you know. It was um. Now it's going to quick when the story stop because people just see the pictures, see the videos, and move on. They don't need to hear the story anymore, you know. But um, I like stories. Look after yourself. I will see you soon.